DHNX Sun Devils crossover podcast featuring the DNVR Buffs team. My name is Brittany Boyer. I'm your host. But before we get too far into it, let's talk a little bit about DraftKings Sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook. It really is. If you go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and you put one hundred fifty, or I'm sorry, and you put one dollar down on any football game this weekend, you receive one hundred fifty dollars in free bets. I'm Brittany Boyer, your host. Joining me, go ahead and introduce yourself. We'll go around the room. Am I getting called on? I'm Shane. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Shane. Hi. I was delegated to make sure I host this podcast. Good work, Shane. Uh, Sorry, I get so nervous around you guys. I'll, I'll drink to that. Like I'll drink to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do the second part Sorry, of it. Oh, 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 Mom, I think. Come on, you got this. I just get so nervous. Oh, you yeah. Just hear me drink it. Um, I'm Ryan. You can call me RK. We, uh, I like the buffs. Thanks. I'm 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 Henry. I'm also from DMVR, and uh, yeah, I, I cover the buffs. I don't just like them. Yeah, Henry <laughs> actually covers them. I'm, I'm just a you know a guy. It's a fan. You are you are kind of just a guy. Yeah. In my eyes, you're more than that. Though. Oh, yeah. so sweet. Thanks. <laughs> we already have a great <laughs> chemistry going. We do. Yeah, it's going great. We are doing the crossover show this week. As everyone knows, ASU hosts Colorado. It's going to be a really exciting game. Opening up Pac-12 play. You know, both teams coming into this game off of a big loss last week. What do you guys, I mean, well, first and foremost, welcome to Phoenix, but what are you looking forward to the most with this game this week? And, uh, oh, before we get too far into this, let's do our trash or treasure. I can't believe I almost forgot this. First, it's Thursday. So, uh, <laughs> time for our trash or treasure take for today. ASU will be revealing these beautiful gold jerseys on the field against Colorado. We had Brian Johnson on to talk with us on Tuesday. He was talking about how he has a de- uh, design to cor- correspond with, uh, the jersey release and uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing what he has so we want to know do you guys think that the jersey is trash or treasure it's treasure it's treasure I, i'm, I'm saying treasure it's, too. it's gold it's 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 plentiful and bounty really no that is yellow it's just See, gold. colorado <laughs> uses gold arizona state no there is a little bit of gold yes that's that's pewter I don't think you know what pewter, pewter is. <laughs> I don't think you know what pewter okay, is. But no, I said the same I don't know thing. What pewter one's is. like one's like a yellowy gold, uh-huh. and you guys uh-huh. have an actual true gold. Yes, the which Arizona is state it, gold has gold. always been this off, like it's yellowy, darker. It's like a mix between if you had yellow mixed with like a little bit of orange, almost. I feel like yeah, there are some drops of gold in there, um, but that so uh, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Because really? you guys will say, like, maroon okay, gold, right? but here's the thing. You're a color snob, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, you know, but wait. Uh, have you ever seen ASU's old, like, original gold jerseys that they tried to do back in the 80s where everyone made fun of them and called them the fighting bananas? Those were legitimately yellow, and they were so ugly. So these, in comparison, I think for a lot of Arizona, Arizona State fans at least, I mean, I think back to those jerseys, and this is a treasure in comparison. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, it is a good jersey. It is. I don't. I. I. I'm not a fan of the two different shades of gold. Even a though a lot of really people have it. said that. But I do like the sleeves. It's a cool idea. Last weeks were better. Last weeks were like really. I really think. Good. I think this will look a lot better under the lights. I think because I wasn't really on board with the pearlescent helmet they were doing until I saw it under the lights because I thought the two different tones of maroon were going to clash. But it ended up looking really good. So, so here's why I think they went with this different gold outline is because I think that the gold they're going to use on the helmets this game is going to end up being a gradient type of gold like that. Huh. Okay. What do you think, Henry? Uh, solid, very solid jerseys. Um, I think I'm you'd not known. Two tone, not solid. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. That's real important. Oh um, but yeah, suck, I mean, uh... yeah, 
but they're they're good jerseys. They're good jerseys. I think that you know, I'm not like a fan of like the changing all the jerseys constantly. Yeah, I I like just like you have your jersey, you stick with it. Because you guys are boring. You're the traditional Um, type of person. We usually aren't until our new coach made us boring. Yeah, boring's one way to put it. But I mean, like Michigan. Alabama. Nobody See, like changes no, their there's, jerseys. There's, there's very, heritage there, though. No, but there is a very distinct line. I feel mm-hmm. like that's been drawn in the college football fans' um, sand. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fans there's fans. like a line in the sand <laughs> with the fans, yes, the fans in terms fans. of some are diehard. They like the tradition. Oh my god, Shane, I hate you. Um, <laughs> I'm just when you said fan sand, I thought of like a really cool thing you could bring to a tailgate. Like, oh my no, god, boys, we have a new idea for a tailgate. Boys, I brought the fan sand. I think Spano has like a 60 pound bag of multi purpose sand in his car. Yeah. Might, have to, might have to hook you up with hey, that. Bro, let's go build some sand yeah. castles. We'll get that to you. Turn any tailgate into a beach. How's it going, Brittany? Uh, <laughs> I had to make sure I didn't forget what I was going to say. I, though, I do think that there is a very definitive. Um, line that separates if you like traditional jerseys and the traditional look or if you like to switch it up and incorporate the change and you yeah. know mm-hmm. something fresh every once in a while and i you really don't see anyone who's in the middle i feel like it's very rare you see people who are in the middle you're either a classic traditional stick to what it is don't change it around or you're not yeah i feel like for a second there colorado actually was in the middle because like they have their very classic look but they had several variations of it. Like Mm -hmm. in their arsenal right now, they have four different helmets, Mm -hmm. but they just like the new coach was like, we only wear one except for maybe once a year. And they actually got rid of the silver ones. They don't exist anymore. I think that might be breaking news on this podcast, but they're not. Yeah. I mean, I knew they weren't going to wear them. Those were sick. Uh, But that's why I like when they do different jerseys. Cause I feel like it gives you another unique look that almost makes your school more unique. It brings more of a media attention and grab Mm -hmm. to you on the field. Um, and you know, like, I almost feel like this, people are going to make fun of me because I'm a girl and I'm saying this, but you know, like when you look good, you feel good. Like when 100%. you look fresh as hell, you're going to play fresh as hell. So Definitely. go out there and like ball out. There's something to be said about rocking a brand new Jersey that people are excited for. It adds to the level of like excitement essentially for these players. Like they want yeah. to go out there and be like, look, we play good in these jerseys. Like the sun's to some extent did that the valley jerseys everyone was so excited about that they had the court yeah. and then it became a ritual like they started wearing them in the finals because they won so much in that jersey that's what the nuggets with the black skylines the year before i i totally believe it i i'll literally bet on the team if they drop a it's fire so jersey alive. before the game i'm like ah, i love that yeah that's a jersey game you gotta but ride some of my some of my bets this year were based on the suns i hated their orange jerseys but they were so good in them yeah. so i'd bet on them oh. every time they wore them yeah i i feel like if you want to use like a throwback jersey or like some cool jersey like once or twice a season, that that'd be my move. And then uh-huh. just wear the yeah, same like your jersey the rest of the way. And that way it like pops more when you I do agree. it. I agree. If I have to choose trash or treasure, I'll say treasure. It's treasure. I think it's treasure. It I like treasure. it a lot. Um I I just think it's a really great way to bring back the classic gold that people have wanted to see more and they haven't been able to see mm-hmm. as much of you know and it's mm-hmm. it's at least incorporating it but this is i know you argue it's not gold but it's like the same color that basketball uses for their uniforms and that sold really well and it looked really good so i think it gave football a little bit more confidence in terms of going in and what they were going to do when you see the fans love wearing that color too like yeah. you'll see the student section but i just would have mm-hmm. made the the sunbeams on the arm the same color as the rest of the jersey yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't argue that. But I told you my theory as to why. And they haven't. I don't think they've announced anything yet. They may have, and I just haven't seen it. But um, 
I think that that's what's yeah. the sticker on the helmets. Buffs are be. going gold helmets, white tops, white pants, which is a good look for them. It I is like nice eye. and clean. Yep. Well, let's move on. Our question of the day that Shane and I had for our viewers on Tuesday was if Arizona State is going to have another game this season where penalties Indeed. ultimately cost them the game. Now, I'm not sure if you saw Arizona State's oh, yeah. game last <laughs> week. Um the, it was, was their it most penalties in a game that they've had since 2006. No, I believe it was 16. 16. Um, and it was absolutely terrible. Surprised so we Vontez had... didn't have 16 of his own. I know. But it, 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 okay, so here's the thing. Vontez Burfecht played under Dennis Erickson. And this dates back past Dennis Erickson's time to Dirk Cutter's era at ASU. That's how poorly of a performance it was on Saturday night in terms of penalty and just lack of discipline. Um, so that was the question of the day. We had 144 votes. 85% of people say yes. They feel like ASU is going to have another game this season that penalties are going to cost them the game. I, I, I think it I think it might be this game too. It's going to cost them the spread at least. That's for sure. Um, but let's let, we'll talk about that later. Let's get on to the question of the day today. You want to pull that up now. Um, this is something I was thinking of. I go on hikes a lot down here, and the 100-degree weather doesn't bother me that much mm-hmm. um, unless it gets like 110 or it's humid. So the question of the day today is, would you rather run a mile in 110-degree heat in the middle of Phoenix or uh, elevation 5,200 feet for a mile there in Denver? I mean, I feel like the, the answer for us is easy. Like You, you guys are trying. Rather, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd rather do it at, at altitude. Yep. It's not – like, if you ha- if you got off the plane and did it right away, it would definitely yeah. suck. But you get used to it pretty quickly, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's basically the answer. The altitude makes a difference. I do think the altitude makes a difference. For sure. The heat, like, is just so relentless. It's debilitating, yeah. yeah. The thing for uh-huh. me is, you know, well, I, I'm interested to see people that don't live in Arizona or Colorado answer this question because then they're, you know, non-biased. I'm There's... still taking the heat, and I've, yeah. like... By the way, Boulder, 53 to 300. Oh, fucking... Well, a little higher than Denver. Sorry. Adds up. <laughs> well... I, I need to do better. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, yeah. Listen, it's still high enough. I don't want to run either way. Like, Good take. That's, that's, a, the, that's the best that's answer. That's probably the answer. The answer, it, it, answering with which we would rather do, you just say no. No, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it either. I feel so like, no. Don't put yeah. me down for cardio. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how far you, or how long you have to run. Too. A mile. Yeah, a mile. But then, like, if it was like four miles, I feel like that's where the altitude would really start to yeah, kick in. True. The altitude gets you like pretty fast, though. Everybody always talks about like the third quarter, though. Doc, I get winded when I walk up the stairs. Okay, well, mm. maybe your vote doesn't count for too much. <laughs> maybe, maybe yours is just like, ah, it's not gonna go well either way. Why? Because listen to her. Oh, she's <laughs> okay, but when you're in Colorado, like if you had to walk up the flight of stairs that was in that like stadium, tell me you don't get winded. And then I think mean, about okay. like the idea of like running four miles there versus running four mm. miles here. Yeah. I mean, it, it all sucks. Is the but answer. also yeah. this isn't sea level? I feel like that has to be you know true. How, is we're it not close? sea level, but we're definitely like not that high above it. I think huh. I think the um, Diamondback Stadium is the second highest elevation of any Thousand. yeah of any really? team in the MLB. That's kind of crazy, right? That's yeah, I actually bizarre. didn't know that. It's the valley. I guess. We're in a valley. It's a thousand feet elevation. Famously, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know very much. What is this geog- geography? It might be. Top, is it is it top, topography? It's Dude, definitely people, topography. Is it really? It might also be Is it geography. really? Dude, I am yeah. smart. Yeah, you're on it today. kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Um, you have uh, some Herm stuff um, that we're going to touch on before. We do. We do. So uh, Herm spoke at the press conference. Uh, Herm and Bobby Wade, they both were out there on Monday discussing, you know, 
everything after the loss and what they're looking forward to this week and focusing on this week and moving forward. So um, I know you guys wanted to talk about how ASU matches up against Colorado. Um, Personnel-wise, Bobby Wade discussed how well he believes ASU matches up. I don't know. Uh, do you want to roll that clip right now for us so we can talk Personnel is tricky. You know, they, they change a lot of um... – uh, they, they change it. It's, it varies. You know, they go from a 3-4 to a 4-3. You know, they got different down line and they move the things around a lot. So we just got to be prepared um, to really bring our offense to them, I think. You know, really find a way to settle down and do what we do really well. Uh, you know, trust our eyes, trust our training, you know, see what we see because they're going to twist it up. They're going to mix it up. And then, you know, the, seeing last week how BYU did a ton of drop eight on us. We anticipate probably some of that, especially after taking a loss. So we just got to be prepared for absolutely everything. Personnel-wise, I think we match up really well. You know, I think we'll be able, especially in the secondary and the perimeter, you know, I still think that our group is uh, the dominant group when they're on the field. I thought last week we were too. And we just got to be prepared for any opportunities we get and, you know, be able to capitalize on them. So I know that was kind of a long video, but he rambled a little bit there getting started. And so I couldn't necessarily just – cut into it there but um <laughs> it's it's a good matchup i think it's going to be um very competitive very close but i do think that asu is going to have the edge in the game offensively um and that's really going to be what's what going to end up sparking what it do you think him. he said about personnel do you think he's correct in saying that asu's matches up well against this colorado team so so the big thing to me though is like yeah the secondary matches up well against the passing game mm-hmm. because Colorado's quarterback literally just refuses to throw the football. So it doesn't matter if there's like open receivers anyway cuz he just won't throw the football. Um when you like look at the corners against the receivers though, I think it's it's a fun matchup uh with like Chase Lucas and yeah. Jack Jones, Jack Jones, Jack yeah. Jones. Like like those are some really good corners, yeah. but the kind of the trend with that whole secondary is that they're a little bit undersized. Yep. And so when you have big guys like Brendan Rice and and all of them out there, you, you think like, okay, maybe on these deep balls they get a chance. I think we saw a little bit yeah. against BYU, some deep balls that they threw that worked. Um, the problem, again, being that the quarterback will not be throwing deep balls. And for that reason, I think that the so, edge has to go to Arizona State. <laughs> I want to bring something up because you touched on Brendan Rice. He is from here originally, played yeah. at Hamilton. So, you know, coming back here, there were a lot of people who gave him shit when he left and went to Colorado. Really? So I'm sure he's going to come back here and want to play with a vengeance and put on, too. So that's something to look for. Maybe I have a feeling he's going to be wide open. <laughs> I, don't, I have a feeling it, maybe it might not matter. Maybe from the Wildcat? Maybe. Maybe. Oh. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's we, were, we, were, we were talking earlier today that you were a big proponent of the Wildcat. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's hear the, the main reason is because what Henry was saying, like the buffs aren't throwing the ball right yeah. now. Like, like what happens is Brennan Rice takes a snap, drops back, holds on to it for a while, either Maybe runs and throws it away, or gets sacked uh, mm-hmm. or runs. Yeah. Um, so, like we've just like the whole entire Colorado fan base all week is just saying, like, okay, well, what can they do to change this up? Because mm-hmm. what they're doing isn't even coming close to working. 20 consecutive drives without points. Um, it's a Pac-12 record. So, and like, okay. this, is a, this is a conference <laughs> hey, that yeah. has hey, U of A in it. Hey, your still not as bad as U of A. That's what I was just going to say. Well, I was going to say, yeah, nope. no, I mean, yeah, like, but offensively, it's worse. This, I mean, that's, it's, yeah. uh, I've never heard anything like that. Yeah. I mean, clearly in the Pac-12, it's a record, but the, the, that just means, I'm so sorry. That just no, makes me sad. Yeah, no, it's, it's sad, yeah. It's, it's really it's bad. So, like, wild, <laughs> like, you know, this is a team that has a lot of talented backs. Jarek mm-hmm. Broussard, Ashad Clayton, um, Alex Fontenot. And 
you you're just starting to think like okay well could you do like a three back wildcat motion type of stuff i mean that's where we're at <laughs> that's insane. yeah yeah like, you're creating madden plays yeah, in your head a hundred percent like <laughs> absolutely triple option you know like that's that's sadly what it's come to um but henry's right i mean there there is a point where like they're just gonna have to force him to let it go throw the ball but that also could but that result point in was weeks ago it like was. and then that nothing has like, changed <laughs> there there has to be an adjustment mm-hmm. here where they're saying like okay listen brendan if you have single coverage on on Brendan Rice on the outside, like you have to throw it, for sure. So basically, we're saying we don't know what we're expecting. I really do yeah. think they're going to have to come with something different and creative. In this well, game. absolutely. So Herm is expecting something, and we have a clip of that also, right? So let's so hear what let's Herm has. Let's see what Herm thinks. Well, as we as we enter our Pac-12 season, um, our opponent Colorado. Um, when you look at them on tape, very good defense. Don't allow a lot of points. Uh, the last game they played, the uh, ball got turned over a bit and put their defense in, in, in some bad situations, but um, uh, they're very sound. They don't give up a lot of points. Offensively, um, they have a talented group of wide receivers and some running backs. Quarterback is similar to the guy with his face. Uh, he's got a good arm and, and can make a lot of plays with his legs. So they're a football team that um, you know has some talent. Uh, they're, they're big up front. On, on their offensive line. Defensively, they're long. Uh, they've got a really good secondary. Play a lot of man-to-man. Play a lot of press coverage. So that's going to be a test for us in the passing game. Let's try to get some guys open. Uh, but um, they, they play very physical. Uh, they're a very physical football team. So we got our work cut out for them. As you guys know, the Pac-12 is one of those conferences that it just seems like uh, when we get into conference play, Anything can happen, and I think we have nine games left. They're all packed, 12 games, so that's going to kind of dictate uh, what type of team we are going forward. So that that whole thing about getting receivers open is basically Herm saying we need that guy, and that's something me and Britt have been talking about for mm-hmm. weeks is there is no main dude in the receiving core. Like, there's talented names, you know, Ricky Pearsall, Andre Johnson. There, there, there's guys that should be that guy, but every game it's like, three for 33 yards, four yep. for 20. Like it, nobody is that guy on this ASU team. And that, I mean, that's the biggest worry for me at least right now. Right. And this is a team that went from Nikhil Harry exactly. to Ronald Brandon IU, Jalen Strong. For a while they've had that guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's definitely something that's showing up on tape when I watch ASU is like, Jaden Daniels just doesn't doesn't necessarily have a guy who he's like, all right, it's third and six. There's the no, only person I've yeah. seen that has even made any sort of effort that I think you could argue that he would consider being those guys would be LB Bungley Shelton or um, Curtis Hodges. Bungley Shelton's been great, but, that, but that's recency bias too. He was he, he was the best receiver in that BYU game. He also stepped it up a little bit though more in that uh, uh, UNLV game. Yeah, he had he had a, how, he had a big. How old is Herm? 60, he sounds so. I believe he's sixty-seven. I, I genuinely think it's because he 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 doesn't talk. He talk yells to he's his. He's like players. as dusty as that helmet on the table. Like, jeez. Um, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he just needs some throw lozenges. Uh, he needs a Ricola. He sounds. He does. Really, he sounds like really old. <laughs> Ooh, I was right. Whoa. See, wow. see how good I know my team. He's older than Vic Fangio. Wow. He's That's old. Three years younger than Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll seems huh. old. He's, seems younger than him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. That's because Pete Carroll chews gum all day. 
Because it keeps his jaw nice and <laughs> so you, you know when you get really stressed out and your jaw starts clenching? You know what I'm talking about? Like yes. when you're grinding your teeth? Yes. So that happens to me when I'm on DraftKings Sportsbook. But there's no <laughs> – wow. But there's no – Wow, what a transition. <laughs> that was but good. With, with, with the insurance they have on these same-game parlays, they don't have to be stressed all the time. Mm, they give you $25 up to $25 back. And the same-game parlays are right up my alley. I made one tonight. We, we had our bet show earlier. Yep. Um, I placed another one actually for <laughs> – uh, uh, Davis Mills uh, over one and a half touchdowns, and Davis Mills over passing yards. Big Davis Mills guy. I'm huge. I mean, but but uh, that's not me saying it's going to happen. That's me saying I could. Yeah, Davis yeah. Mills. He, he he's a capable guy, kind of. Um, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Do those same game parlays. Get this KMS offer. Bet just one dollar on any football game this week and receive receive one hundred fifty dollars in free bets instantly when you use code PHNX. Um, it's it's fun, it's easy, it's quick, it's safe, it's secure. That threw me off. I looked at the thing and I was going like this and my hands were moving different. Okay. <laughs> uh, download that app. That man. Use code PHNX. 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Wow. Good job with that. I'm pretty good at mm-hmm. that. You got that down by now. It's like, like it's like I um it's like I'm the starting running back of a team and they called it halfback dive. Like of course I'm gonna gain three yards. Why not gain five? Mm. Exactly uh, like that. If only you were good at um, placing bets as you are reading about them. I'm I, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't tell people to take my advice. I just say keep tabs on me. Keep well, on me. I I'm not really great at giving betting advice, but I, I have picked a couple upsets recently. And uh, that's something that everyone can be looking forward to. You can go over to gophnx.com. We'll be having our uh, weekly Pac-12 predictions going up tomorrow for you guys to look at with the odds, the spreads, the money line, everything coming from DraftKings. And a little breakdown of every game and every matchup that we have on the slate for the Pac-12 schedule this weekend. And also, I'm not sure if you guys read anything or not that I had put out yesterday. but. ASU, I, I am starting a new series. It's going to be about seven pieces worth of work. Um, sleeping giant, baby. But why ASU will forever be a sleeping giant, at least as of right now, unless some things change. And I know that it's a touchy subject, and a lot of people necess- uh, don't necessarily like to talk about it, or uh, it makes them very irritated to talk about it, or they point the fingers. But I really want everyone to read this in full and and let me know what your takeaway is and see if it um enlightens anything um for you or makes you change how you see and if you decide that you're gonna try to uh move forward a little bit differently from now on and that's how i'll leave that that's that's one thing you guys don't have to worry about is expectations well it's funny that you bring that up because colorado is one of 25 schools in the nation that has a national championship and a heisman trophy Mm -hmm. like for many years the sleeping giant thing was being said about CU too. It just went so far downhill that that was kind of broken. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's funny you mentioned about expectations is they had kind of gone away, but then last year, you know, they go four and two, they're four and one in their five regular season games. They lose to Texas in the Alamo bowl and it got hope back up. And literally in the last seven days, it's been crazy. The loss to minnesota was so bad that it has gone like yeah fans have gone to like, a lot of fans have gone to a new low <laughs> like um, legitimately there are people in the asu football facebook group who are already calling for herm edwards to be fired so i mean yeah i mean asu fans are a very unique i might be with that I, I know i i love herm 
But I, I was pretty surprised they didn't fire him before the season with all the, the, the stuff going on yeah. behind the scenes. It's so funny that that's kind of been pushed aside for now, too. I know. Nothing well, there's a lot of stuff about. that I feel like we also still haven't been told. Like, yeah, we've been told a lot, but I feel like there's a lot they're still keeping from us. And I'm just waiting for it all to drop before yep. I really make a full assumption. Because I've heard such a vast array of what's going to happen from like, oh, hey, they're just going to have a couple scholarships that they lose. Um, to like, oh, they're done. They're going to get axed. I, I, I think it's definitely a distraction for these players. It's kind of like a... Like, the players in the locker room, it's like, they hear about this, and then they go, they're expected to practice every day, not even thinking. It's like your parents are arguing upstairs, and you can hear them shout. You don't know yeah. what to do. You just kind of You play. just ignore it. Just well, play. and then what? I mean, they, they have three assistant coaches get, get like, yeah. suspended or whatever they and call it I before mean, the I'm season. quite frankly still surprised that Antonio Pierce is still on Antonio campus Pierce is the right one now. Um, I know, like, it's a little bit of a touchy subject to talk about the mm-hmm. NCAA investigation because it's still – like an ongoing investigation, but with how much he was brought up and named, I was just like, okay, but he's still here. Like, and also the other thing is he was who ASU was kind of looking to groom at least a year and a Mm -hmm. half ago. They made this announcement when they named him, uh, I believe it was like the co-associate head coach or something. It was some weird title, but it was not like assistant coach or something or like assistant head coach. It was like co-associate something weird. Um, so they were they already had put it out there that they wanted to groom him for the next head coaching role after Herm Edwards was gone. And I think that also gave a lot of ASU fans um some some faith in terms of like, okay, the program's gonna be moving in the right direction. They're gonna have something to build on, you know, the it's gonna be a coach that's familiar with the program and it's he's gonna make it his own. And the way he ended up at least making it his own, since the news has come out, is not things people wanna see. They're not things that make you necessarily feel good i've heard a couple people say distinctly like well this is what happens when you hire a wildcat and i'm like okay but i don't think that's what it is i honestly think it's just like the mentality right now really is coming down to like win and win at all costs and like they're doing their best but it still wasn't enough so they're trying to keep up with like schools because i mean they're thinking and this is just from my perspective. I'm sure they're getting a lot of pushback from um, the upper athletic administration in terms of what they need to produce on the field because of how much money they've spent on contracts, renovations, ETC, whatever you want to say. Um, so I think that they're coming down on them to perform. Um, I think that they're worried about fans coming out to the games because it's already a hard sell, especially with this many people in a town this size, or I should say a city this size, or the fifth largest city in the United States. Um, well, and there's always something to do. So they, they need to elevate that level of talent on the field to draw people out. Yeah. And especially <laughs> early in the year, it is hot. So, um, I feel like their whole main goal was really like, everyone is expecting them like, Hey, why aren't you on the same level as like all, I don't know, like Bama, Clemson, Florida, L- well, I don't want to say LSU right now. Cause they're really not that great, but LSU in years past. And it's like, okay, well there's a lot of factors that go into that, but there's so many factors, but one thing. of them is like. The same thing you say about ASU is the same thing people say about Boulder. When but you that's go why there. they end up. But I feel like that's why they're ending up cheating, though, right now, because they're starting to push down more and more and more in terms of like you need to produce, you need to produce. Yeah. So they're trying to pull in the bigger name recruits any mm-hmm. way that they can, even if it's just like one or two a class, it could be a difference maker. That's yeah, the way that they're I doing mean, it. everyone's cheating. So it's just yeah. who's <laughs> it's who's getting caught. It's who's doing it more blatantly. But what I was saying is like. People come and they visit and they go to ASU and they walk around campus and they're like, how do people not come here? How do kids not come here? Mm-hmm. Say the same thing about Boulder. Yeah. That's what so, Mel Tucker said. Right. It's like, if, if we can get them on campus, they're coming to Boulder. And he's probably, in a lot of cases, he's right. 
Um, but there's a lot more that goes into college recruiting than like getting a kid to come on campus. Like and cars. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now the NIL stuff will be really I interesting. You're talking about the movie cars. I was like, <laughs> no, no. that's a good selling point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ca- hey, no more film, just cars. One, two, and three. <laughs> Take your pick. It's all we're watching. Um, yeah. I mean, from like an outside perspective, though, you know, before last season, I thought the Arizona State was the best team in the conference, and I was fired up. You know, in the in a DNVR Madden oh, league, and then they go into the first game and have a complete <laughs> meltdown in the last two minutes against USC and blow that. Oh, exactly. that was a joyous one to watch. Exactly. I had ASU money line in that one too. I got to stop doing that, oh, brother. Dude, I was so mad, like oh, I bet. mad, mad, and I was not I in lost good a good place lot of at that point in my life. Did like, we all lose money? I think we all might have. We got. I know I did. This. Oh yeah. man, I just got like. <laughs> Even if we did not lose money, maybe I'm lying. Um, let's go to the ASU yeah. sports update, and uh, you guys have some stuff as well. For sure. Someone uh, said a little bit of an ASU sports update, then we'll let uh, the Buffs guys do what? a Someone Colorado said update. Someone said Notre Dame is cheating? Question mark. Yes. <laughs> Everybody is cheating. <laughs> yeah. Um, why aren't they filled with five stars? Well, because no one wants to go to South Bend. I mean, it's not like Arizona State's filled with five stars. Right. right. We're <laughs> filled we with know five star There's only like, what? That's a good spin. No, 50? we're filled. Well, How many five stars exist in a class. Maybe 50. I think maybe. less than that. Most of them go to Alabama. Or Ohio True. State. True. Yep. Okay. Um. So, quick update with some ASU sports stuff. Then we'll let Colorado go give you like, – Give your update on where your sports are at. So first and foremost, volleyball opens up their Pac-12 play tonight against U of A. It's going to be a big game for them tonight. Desert Financial Arena, so it's a home match. Um, Stalker opens up Pac-12 play this Friday on the road at Washington. And Shane, did you see ASU Soccer is ranked the highest on the AP poll in program history that they've we were ever right. been ranked. We were right. At number 15. We were right. They and are good. And their one good. loss is to currently number five yep. LSU. So we that's huge. Right. Um, soccer has been a great turnaround, and I'm excited to see what else they have going on. You know, hockey, the puck drops uh, next Saturday. That's going to be exciting. We'll have Craig Morgan coming on soon to give you guys more hockey updates. Legend. Also, mm-hmm. make sure you go over to PHNX. You can read some of his hockey stuff. If you're um, just an overall hockey fan, he has – a ton of awesome stuff for the Coyote. I don't up. think he needs any more fans. He has a bunch of little minions. That oh, yeah. Are all over his Twitter. It's hilarious. He does have minions. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, ASU, former ASU baseball player and right-handed pitcher Seth Martinez got his shot at the big leagues on Tuesday when the Astros called him up. So that's, that's fun. also that's super fun. exciting. He played at him. ASU, I believe, between uh, 2013 devil. and 2016. Must so. be nice to have a baseball team. <laughs> yeah. And he's a native right. of Arizona. He went to Sunrise Mountain High School. So, wow. hey, shout out to that AZ native, Seth Martinez, making his MLB debut. Just sucks it's with the the Houston Astros because they're cheaters. And, well, hey, I guess hey, ASU are cheaters. Hey, <laughs> those in his family. <laughs> yeah, uh, Colorado side. Uh, honestly, not as much happening because there's no hockey. There's, uh, no, there's baseball. no baseball, which, again, I'm cool with. I'm not. Uh, but the uh, volleyball team just started Pac-12 play. They were undefeated in non-conference play, lost, got swept against Washington State. So there's a fun update there. (laughs) Soccer team starts a conference play against Cal on Saturday. Four and three in non-conference, some some tough losses. You know, Florida State, top in the country, Mm -hmm. TCU. So we'll see what happens once they start playing the rest of the Pac-12. Do you guys have a good golf program or a golf program? Yeah, they do have one. Yep. Not good. Uh, not historically, no. no. Okay. And you guys no, no Phil Mickelson or John Rahm's coming through there. Florida State's girls soccer program 
could win a football game before their football program. I like where this is going. Any ideas for this new sport we're um, creating? I I don't know, but I think I have a name. Well, we win the national championship in skiing like every other year. Okay, but I'm talking about a brand. That's not an invention. Skiing's been around forever. Brand new sport. (laughs) Like, are you um, saying like bring badminton to? No, 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 create a completely different. Sport. What about football? But you have to go up a mountain. <laughs> Whoa! What about what about what about ba- <laughs> what about basketball? But you have to go down a mountain. Oh, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. What about what about? I like, don't think we're close. What about like a decathlon? But it's all carnival games. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good time. That one actually sounds fun. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna come up with it right now. No. Yeah, being honest, I don't think later. we're close at all. Um, we'll, get, we'll get back. To all right. Let's get to our keys to the game. Mm-hmm. Come on, dude. Thank you. <laughs> keys to the game. Look at that graphic. I think I saw some. Don't be mean to Jacob. Did somebody <laughs> did, did somebody up there say um they don't like the mascot? Is that yeah. it? Like the like wow. Sparky in general or our mascot? I don't really know. Okay, this is it. Hey, if you commented, go elaborate on that. Humble. Rumble. Oh well, that sucks. It might be one of our Because he's awesome. Um. Okay. So. Keys yeah. to the game. Uh, we'll let you guys go first since you're the away team. I've got one. Uh, is it score point? It's score point. That was going to be mine, too. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> That's going to be a major key. Got to get at least one. Six quarters. Six quarters they've gone without scoring a point. Hey. Ten would be crazy. It's got to happen here ten soon, be, right? Ten would be so bad that it would almost be cool. I, yeah, well, we'll see what happens <laughs> if we get there. Ten yeah. straight quarters. I don't know. You just got to get Jared Broussard going. I, I think realistically that's key number one. Uh, they they didn't have him in the second half against Texas A and M. First half they're moving the ball well. They they could have won that game. They had opportunities to score more points, and then uh, didn't didn't play in the second half. Uh, didn't play in the first quarter of the last game, and then wound up with uh, five carries for eight yards, which uh, was enough to get him Pro Football Focus's highest offensive grade for Colorado in that game. Um, but yeah, you That's got you, you got to get him going. Let's just call it a uh, hundred yards for Jarek Broussard. <laughs> Are you okay? No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, all right, you can. What's your number one key for this game? I think we all already know because I started off with it. Penalties. Yeah. Jeez, Louise, they cannot, cannot give up sixteen penalties. What's the what? number? What's so the number many? that they can or over under for survive? Success? Seven. No, twelve. I'd say twelve. If if they get less than twelve, I think we win this game. Fun. But if, if, if it's more than 12, penalties. So, <laughs> so many. many. Well, the crazy thing is, like, there's the penalties, but they they shoot themselves in the foot in so many different 12 ways. If penalties, yeah. like, I'm going to, like, go on a tangent on our website with my next story. Oh, and boy. Just, like, like I was saying on our show this morning, um, I guarantee there's a point in this game where you, you guys are third and 20 and on, like, our 45, and our DNs assaults your quarterback. And mm-hmm. and it's an automatic, or even just a holding call downfield. Yeah, and it's an automatic first down. Like Our, it's gonna happen. Are we playing? Are we seeding up, Shane? They, they, uh, they, no, do it, <laughs> they do it to me, so I do it back. Um, yeah, I think they can. They can probably get away with a lot of penalties in this one. Unless I couldn't. What changing. was it? Three consecutive false starts. Uh, two, and then next down, two in a row again. It's crazy because they was... do that stuff, and then they drop mm-hmm. balls on third down. They fumble the opening kickoff. They fumble the interception later on. That was on. the worst. Like, and it's that's crazy. because Gordon Porter is not normally their kick returner. DJ Taylor was like, out. The best in the conference. And so Gordon Porter was like, yo, I'm going to ball out. And he, like, takes out the end zone, fumbles it right away. And I'm just like, takes this the is end zone. terrible. Like, what's he thinking? But, yeah, I mean, just constantly shooting themselves in the foot. It was crazy going back and watching that game. The, the, the reverse flea flicker touchdown they give up. 
Mm-hmm. Like that was honestly fluky that, was that they awesome, were down okay, and two it's, scores it's at It's very ironic how they completed that because <laughs> the, the way they were able to pull that off involved kids that are out of Arizona. They were kids that were recruited huh. out of Arizona for high school mm. that ASU pass on. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, we're going to score on you. And uh-huh. it's like, Does BYU have any kids or are they all like 27? Some of them yeah. are like <laughs> like oh, Gunnar Romney is like a normal age, I believe, but then uh, there's like I'm pretty sure he's of age to run for office. <laughs> other sure well there's another Romney that's up there, I think that's older. Yeah. There's multiple Romneys. <laughs> so funny. Death <laughs> anyway, taxes there's a Romney everywhere. <laughs> um Death Taxes ASU is gonna get penalized so and probably what, lose another. What's your game. actual over under for what what you what think I they're think gonna happen? Yeah. I think they will probably be floating around the 9-10 to 10 mark this game. Because I think that Herm has – I mean, I said this last game to them. I, I said the exact same thing. I think I said these first two games were a test. Week three is when you figure it out. And then they did more than they did the last couple games. <laughs> and at halftime in the in the BYU game, I was like, Herm drilled it into them for sure. And then, again, it was a slow start with penalties. It, 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 I don't understand. Yeah, do they, do they hate Herm? Are they doing this in spite of him? Um, like it, well, it blows my mind. And that after – Last game, we did a post-game show, and I basically went on there and said, I'm so goddamn tired of all of these excuses from this team. Like, I really am. I feel like it's always an excuse. And so um, I feel like going into this week, it's going to be another excuse as to if something happens, X, Y, Z, oh, well, you know, penalty-wise, and you have to think about the age group of people and the kids that we're trying to work with and changing things. They actually <laughs> said that in the press conference this week. Like, it's not going to be Something that someone at 67 like, would say. The, the only God, time you can say is against BYU. Do not make an excuse for that. The like, oldest team. The, the, the worst, any other time you're playing but the, kids worst, the exact same the age. worst thing is they're not a young team they have so many returning players they almost got their entire defense back so yeah. so 16 last week is that what it was yeah do you know how many penalties colorado has on the season seven 12 17 oh shit oh my god that's close so Lord. not really almost in well, almost in <laughs> i was off my head <laughs> yeah seven, fi- they're at 55 penalty 21. yards a game that's like pretty standard <laughs> That's so yeah. five a game ish so far. That's like what you live with in college. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're just angry. <laughs> maybe they're all just mad. Maybe, maybe maybe we need to get them to do yoga. Hey, that sounded when, like uh, a segue into an ad read. No, uh, <laughs> sponsored by yoga dot org. Um, no, <laughs> the, 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 the association of yoga in the United States. I think they could benefit from yoga though, in terms of keeping themselves uh, flexible and limber, so they don't get injured as much. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. another injury, Travis Moore, Travis Moore. I can't actually say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, he is out for the season. He had a knee injury in the game against BYU. Still no word on what's going on with Chip Trainum, at least the last I had looked. Um, not sure if he's going to be suiting up, and that's something that is I'd be surprised if Chase Lucas plays also. Concern, yes, really? and that was yeah. my last one is Chase Lucas. He uh, was pretty like... banged up after a play last mm-hmm. week. Um, he ran. He he went low on somebody and got, either got like a knee or an elbow yeah. to the head, and he Think, was down. Yeah. So concussion protocol is always weird for college, so I doubt he plays, but I don't know. They haven't said anything yet. It was weird how he just, like, got up and, like, sprinted never... off the field. Yeah. That, that, like, he's, like, laying there for a bit. That's almost kind of like... common for concussions is when when you go down like that, it's like, holy hell, I'm knocked. Or they're literally knocked out. And then they get up and they're like, I don't want to seem like I'm actually hurt. But then there could be. You're all trying losing. to run. Or they, Everything's, or... like, spinning. And you're just, yeah. like, running yeah. in a straight line. It's, like, yeah. after you spin or, in a circle on, or like, Or they might bat. just need to throw up. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit mm-hmm. genuinely. Um, real, uh, real quick, as for keys to the game, I feel like. Colorado like realistically has to keep them under twenty four. More yeah. than that, to have any yeah. chance, uh, I think so. I mean, based on what we saw, uh, 
over the last two weeks. I mean, they've scored chance, seven points. Have any chance yeah. of covering or to win? To, to that, win. To, I mean, you think have, you can put uh, that's, why I, that's why I no, said less I don't than that. Know. But I'm <laughs> saying, like, less than that. ASU, realistically just what's ASU averaging per game? Probably right around, uh, yeah. more than that, obviously, because they played some, some cupcakes early. It's got to be somewhere in the it's 30s because so, it was like yeah. 41, and I want to say 40 was the yeah. next one, and then BYU, I think they put up No, I think that's a good number. I th- I, I, 32 I, points per game. Yeah. So if you hold them almost 10 points under their average per game, you feel like you should have a chance. But again, do I think they're going to score 24? No. No. I, I, you know, the over-under set at 45, I'm saying hammer the under because Colorado's defense actually is respectful. Like yep. They had some circumstance. Dude, your defense up there is sick. Yeah. Like yep. last week, it doesn't look good when you lose 30 to zero against Minnesota, but that was a combination of a few things, including the offense putting them in bad spots. The offense never never flipping the being field. on the field never flipping the field never being on the field and on top of it all at a certain point the defense just says like what are we even doing here? and the, the last touchdowns of freshman trying to run down a running back and it's just like yeah this, so this the safety yeah this is my question for you guys this week then do you think um the team is going to come out and um uh, you know come out blazing and give them an actual opportunity in terms of offensively giving defense a break? Or do you think that ASU is going to just force a bunch of quick three and outs and then defense is going to end up being on the field most of the game and get tired out quicker? It's all about the running game. It's all about the running game. And you look at like the last two defenses that that Colorado's faced, like Minnesota, they're big and bulky and that is not conducive to having a strong running game based on like what, what Colorado's offensive line is. Um, And it's not that, Arizona State has like a bad front seven. Like they've got a couple guys out there. They don't have Jermaine Lolay, which is a big loss. But mm-hmm. like, that's a team that I think that they can at least have some sort of run game against. Although the passing game still probably isn't there, so they're going to load the box. And so it's kind of tough to say that they will be able to move the ball. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter who they're playing. After what we watched the last six quarters, mm-hmm. like you have to say they're probably not going to be moving the ball great. What I will say is if they find a way to start getting four yards on first down with that running game, which three yards even. should not be that crazy, Ooh. that can open up some things that will make life easy on Brendan Lewis, easier at least, yeah. where you can work some of that play action and just get some of those dump-offs of the tight ends that move the, the chains. But, you know, to your point, we saw what happened last week in Boulder, and it was hot in Boulder. When I say hot, it was like 92. Mm-hmm. You put this defense out there for three quarters of the game in 100 degrees, they're going to tire out real quick. So there's a huge onus on the offense for the Buffs this week to just stay on the field. Like I said, I'm not expecting them to score 24 points, yeah. mm-hmm. but you have to sustain some drives. At least you, keep it moving. Keep right. It At the very moving. least, like not negative 0.9 yards per rush again this week. Yes. Like, let's get that into the positives. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 for me. <laughs> but ASU is going to be absolutely selling out on the run. Yeah. They yeah. will say we they will should. give you single coverage but everywhere. I, I also think that's what the buffs are expecting. And I think the game planning for mm-hmm. what Colorado is going to do is going to be a lot different on offense after, I mean, after you put up a goose egg you have to do something that's why i don't think the wildcat Mm -hmm. thing is that crazy i think they might not exactly wildcat but they might show something weird yeah they're gonna have to i I legitimately think direct snaps to brendan rice will happen i do think that so i mean the backup quarterback at this point because of the injury it's uh, uh drew carter who's a true freshman and they let him in for a couple series after saying for months that he's not ready and that just hopefully he doesn't have to play. I think there's a real chance that we see him in the first quarter of this game just because you need to try something at that position. Yeah. And I he think, didn't look bad. 
No, didn't look good. Balls were a little bit off target, but he was throwing them. <laughs> that's a, that's a step, a step in the right direction. direction. <laughs> so, would you say making sure that uh, the the run game you have to uh, improve your yardage is your second key? Then, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I think that's a good one. And, and I think the first one was Jarrett getting a hundred, but the second key was probably defensively stopping the Arizona State run. I think that uh, they the Buffs got pushed around a little bit by Minnesota. Yeah, they moved they moved the line tackles. of scrimmage, missed some tackles, failed to set the edge because they were getting pushed a little bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. And talking to a couple of those guys this week, they really emphasized how like those last two defensive or offensive lines they've faced, they've been really big, really strong guys. Mm-hmm. Whereas Arizona State, it's more about like the agility and yeah. they're all good at moving and that sort of stuff. And I think that that fits Colorado's defense a little bit better just because. That's their style of play. They want to be explosive, getting upfield mm-hmm. instead of just getting. They, they were getting pushed around. However, Colorado's defense will have a little bit of an advantage, like we said. Chip Trainum's not playing. I don't mm-hmm. think. At I think. Least. He, I, I think there's a good chance he might. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And and also something to touch on. And I don't know how it is for Colorado, but uh, ASU has recently changed their media viewing reporting huh. allowances on like how much you're allowed to report on. In terms of the players out at practice, like they don't want you saying they're wearing like a uh, like non contact jersey or they were dressed huh. out or like they were they left practice early, like none of that stuff. They don't want you reporting on it anymore. And I noticed that th- that that the restrictiveness is things that always comes as soon as uh, you know some disarray is happening inside mm-hmm. the program. And I'm shocked it took this long, but they let you guys watch practice. Exactly, um, we don't get to watch anything. They have about like a 20 minute media thing where you can go out there and get some footage while they're warming up and like doing some group stuff where they break off and and really do the drilling and work on doing a walkthrough and whatever if it's a walkthrough they don't allow anyone to come in and practice normally thursdays um there's like no media allowance but um i did think that that was interesting because you know there is that big question mark now involving trip chip train and i don't know um how that's going to be i feel like it's not really going to make a difference for how colorado's going to game plan to stop arizona state no matter what they're still going to want to stop the run it's not like he's the only running back you know uh rashad white daniel and gata both are really strong running backs but uh, Chip Trainum, I definitely think is um, I that think special the, piece. He's the premier back for sure. He's that special, season. and it adds piece. A, it adds a change of pace. He mm-hmm. he's a change of he's he's a power guy. Rashad White's a fast guy. Like the, that that whole game planning thing. I think I think it takes a lot into account when you're looking at two different running backs. Um, mm-hmm. But w- when you're looking at uh, people flying around like this, it also reminds me of how much the li- live lines on DraftKings fly around when you're looking at them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and it gets me all stressed sometimes. Mm-hmm. But with an app like DraftKings, it is so fast and easy to use that it doesn't even matter because you can just click. You're in. The bet's in. You, so, you want you want you want to get a you want to get wow. the Red Sox minus five when they're up by four in the eighth inning. Take it. Go. It's it's there. It's immediate. It's a great app. It's safe. It's secure. Download it now. Use that code PHNX. Get your hundred fifty dollars in free bets um, when you use promo code PHNX and you bet one dollar in any football game this week. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it now. It's good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. That was really good. So nice. wait, we <laughs> had I think two two keys to the game on this uh, side. Uh, One on the this next side. key to the game on this side, I'm sure Shane will probably agree with me, is going to be turnovers. Oh my gosh! So ASU has four turnovers in the game against BYU. When all of 2020, they only had eight turnovers <laughs> in total. Jane Daniels went into that game with four interceptions in his entire career. Threw two more interceptions in that game. So um, turnovers are going to be huge, you know, opening things up. Gordon Porter took it out of the end zone, fumbled it away. That was another big detrimental thing for them. But really, it's been a ball security thing. If you've been watching, it's something I've been harping on all week and something I've also mentioned multiple times. I've seen it stem back to about when I noticed it being a glaring issue 
Oregon State 2019. So I think ball security is something that has been plaguing ASU, and it's something that I think they need to pay more attention to. And and for me, it just falls into the same thing. It's disappointment. It's, it's can ASU be this team that they think they should be all the time? And that's a question they need to ask themselves. Because if you're killing yourself with turnovers and penalties, that's the problem, and there's nothing else that is causing it. it and it drops. Is, it is stri- yeah, and drop. It's strictly that. And, and misfires. I mean, yep. it, the talent is there. Jaden Daniels has a great arm. They're really talented receivers. Their defense flies around the field, and they've been cohesive for so long. They're, they're a unit that is coming back. It doesn't make sense why there's no chemistry. There's, there has to be something either more going on or they're in their own head. And that actually leads me to my third point. My next and final key to the game is actually going to be the offensive line chemistry this game. I think just chemistry in general. I think that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Well, I think offensive line was really struggling. You know, they changed um, – uh, their I don't know what it was that they changed leading up to the game before, but they had changed um a couple things going into that game, and the line was having a hard time. And then when BYU was being so loud, you know, they struggled with that. So I really think it's going to be offensive line and how they communicate. I know that they're at home, but still, um, I think it's going to be a key to the game no matter what. Because we've also talked about how Jaden Daniels is not an easy person to block for. Um, he's all over the yeah. place, and yeah. I think he's going to be feeling a little bit more. I don't want to say because this sounds bad. I, I I don't think his confidence is going to be there as strongly this week after throwing two interceptions last week because in the past we already saw his confidence be affected in the same game, you know, after he threw an interception. So And that is going to be important for them because, you know, like, again, the Buffs have been disappointing, obviously, so far this season. But that defense has some dudes who will hit you in the mouth. Yeah. You know, like, Nate Landman, obviously one of the best linebackers in the country. Carson Wells is an underrated pass rusher. Terrence Lang is a legit pass rusher. And these guys are, like, they're mean. That is a mean Mm -hmm. defense. So, um, if you mess around, like, your quarterback can Mm -hmm. be in a world of hurt pretty quickly. I mean, Texas A&M learned that. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys got one more key before we move on to the last segment? You kind of touched on with your second, but forcing turnovers. Mm -hmm. And like we said, there there were the two big fumbles in that last game. Oh, Uh, you guys are in luck. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, obviously the offense needs all the help it can get at this point. Turnovers are the best way the defense can do that. A defensive Um, touchdown is probably necessary to win this game. Maybe. (laughs) Probably. I think you can say probably. But uh, Jaden Daniels was like the most – I don't know how you even say it, like the least turnover prone quarterback in the entire country before last week. Mm-hmm. And even like the two picks, like they weren't the worst. There was okay, the one, the where... one to Curtis Hodges was a weird one because he popped that one up and then it but got also, batted into someone else's hand. He also threw one against UNLV. Was it UNLV? Uh, yeah, he mm-hmm. did. It was in, to the corner of the end zone. Yeah, and after that, he showed really a lot of hesitancy in terms of his passing And Jaden's not the one to get in his own head. He's He's a really like level-headed yeah, dude. Yeah, it's he's, something that we didn't really see good at. Before. He's really good at like either hiding or just for su- suppressing his emotions. Like, that's just who he is. He's a really calm, collected quarterback. And that's that was the biggest thing uh, on him his freshman year. He's like, oh, he doesn't look like a true freshman. But that it's everything has stayed the same. And it's because of last year, and it's because of the lack of experience in games. But now, it, three three games into his true junior year, it's like, okay, well, is something going to change? Yeah. So that's the, I think that's the biggest question. He was pretty sharp in that first half, though. Yeah, like no. He started like 10 Again, of 11, the arm talent. hadn't it's run there. the ball it's yet. Yeah, he he's actually – he's been my quarterback in the DMVR Madden League for like four seasons. I was going to say, seasons. you're talking to one he's of the like, bigger Jaden Daniels fans probably outside uh, probably of Probably Jaden Daniels' stand, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like uh, 
you got they, Buffs got to force a couple turnovers, mm-hmm. and they're going to be going man outside. They're going to be sending a bunch of blitzers, I think, and it's just kind of up to those corners to beat those receivers. And well, and, and they're beatable. It, they're beatable to me. That the stopping the run is going to be everything because ASU mm-hmm. clearly figured that out in the second half yeah. of that game. Mm-hmm. Is they looked at themselves in the mirror and said, "What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Trying to throw it around and do all this with Jaden? He's great." But what's really great about this team is the, the uh, ability to run the ball, and that's when they made that comeback on BYU. Yeah. Was Daniel Ligata. He didn't. He played one snap or two snaps in the first half, and then he was the premier back on that first drive of the second half, and they scored. It, it, it was bizarre to me, and that yeah, and that's why talked it makes about me, why he wasn't put in the game yeah, or that's had why it a makes more me question earlier. The, the 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 game plan sometimes it's because when something's working, you're supposed to go to something else. But why why wasn't this something else? I.e. Daniel Nagata thought about before why wasn't he a change of pace guy everyone thought mm-hmm. it was because he was hurt but it was not because he was hurt he clearly looked like he was healthy yep. um all right don't got much time left let's move on to our last segment before we wrap it up um we don't we haven't developed a running Cam- name campus either. highlights yeah campus highlights um i just want we'll start with henry what is one of your favorite things about not just uh boulder but the area around it just denver in general what's one of your favorite things that isn't something you can find in phoenix i mean number one's gotta be like ralphie right is, does that fit the category? Yes. Yes, that like, like yes. that. Uh, it's just so special, and that little baby buffalo is probably the best thing that's happening in the entire country right now. <laughs> like, you just look at her. <laughs> the she's entire the country. Like, seriously, like, like I, I, I think I have said this on one of these shows, one of the DMVR shows, but I've got like a pretty great Ralphie source, and so obviously, new Ralphie, little baby Ralphie, she's like 16 months old now. Oh, she, they're, they're like training her. She really has trouble with the turns. Because she really likes when the handlers touch her. And so <laughs> they go so up weird. there and they're like, okay, we got to turn the buffalo. And she just wants to like stop and She's hang like, out. She's like, pet my butt. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a 10 out of 10 buffalo. And we I think, that's, so, I think that's something that, that you Colorado fans find solace in a lot. Is that we, at least if we win, we have look at, look at her. We, we got look at her. Ralphie around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can run for 20 yards. Yeah, I guess she, she definitely that, that she gained be... more yards than we did last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Britt, you want to go? Tempe's ongoing construction. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, I think what I like the most about Tempe is the fact that uh, it's got a bunch of small little like niche areas. Like you know, the the, the stadium is the only stadium built between two buttes mm-hmm. in all of America. Huh. I think that's super cool that you're built between two mountains. That's More than awesome. two buttes inside, too. Uh, and then, you know, I you like... You can't do this live. <laughs> I like where... I like how it's situated with Tempe Town Lake right there. Mm. And it's the way that the mountains look as the sun sets. I like that there's the good weather. I just think overall, everything just is... It, it clicks. You're not in a small place, but it's also not so big that it's a place to get lost like Manhattan. Uh, Tempe itself is small enough. It's easy to get around and commute um well downtown phoenix is also yeah. not that far away um you it's one of the only places you guys also can relate to this one of the only cities that has four professional sports teams mm-hmm. all four major sports so um i liked that i think there's a lot of benefits to going to one of those two types of universities like that and that was a big draw for me i'm not a small town type of person i'm not a little town little school vibe like that's not me i uh so, so there's like the stay in between the two buttes I also noticed, and this is based only off of, like, one drive on the way here. I know nothing else about, like, the state of Arizona. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff just, like, built on rocks. Yep. Like, where there's just, like, this big rock sticking up. And you're just like, oh, there's a building up there. Oh, I think I it's know right where you're talking about, where the freeway curves. 10, and there's, yeah. like, 
Yeah, that's there's one like over so there, it's, it's and there's one over that? there. Castle. I thought it was called the castle. Oh no, that, that's that's a castle. Um, what is that thing? It's like Fifty Second Street. It, it, it was royalty that moved in like the 1940s or something from like yes. Italy or something, and huh. he was like, "No, wait, it was, look it up, look up there, ca- it, it was ca- some sort the of castle like on McDowell or like, something." I'm not gonna spread false information. No, I just, but it was. Some <laughs> I'm like, really so like, proud of you. It was some sort of like. Yeah, there's a big flag on the top of it. No, it's it not. I've, I, no, no, I've looked this up. I'll, I'll look this up right now. Okay, you go. You, you, you go with your thing. I'll look this up and figure out Do the facts. It. Okay, I was just going to say, like, well, my question to you is we've got a good few uh, group of CU fans coming down here this week. Mm-hmm. If you had to tell them, like, what's the one thing you got to do on game day or what's the one okay. thing you got to do while you're in And this also ties into my whole why Arizona State's going to be a sleeping giant thing because – I feel like there's never really a solid thing to do or any sort of tradition. I mean, ASU really has mill or you can tailgate. So, I mean, I would suggest making friends with some Sun Devil fans if you want to tailgate or get your own spot. Most Sun Devils are actually pretty nice to tailgate with. They're pretty friendly when we've got um, a, stuff like that we've got a group that we're partnering with this weekend for a tailgate oh they, they come through yes hey crafty devils so we'll be doing a crossover um tailgate with that uh with dmvr my, um hosted yeah. by crafty devils my so. thing my thing would be is if i'm gonna tell them to go one place and i hate this place because of my relationship i've built with it over the past couple of years they like me there and i like them there Casa Sunbar. Oh God, I feel I that hate too. That place so much, but it is a great. I'm place ninety. To I'm like <laughs> well, ninety. Know, what is that? Wait, place? no, no, no. Okay, so the, it is so much fun. Like they have buckets it's, it's of alcohol. It's a really big bar. It's really okay. expensive though. Like in terms of like your drink, I feel like it's more overpriced like than my, some other I places. Yeah. Someone's house. Well, I I, okay, be so like when I say really expensive, and, like that sort of stuff. When I say oh, they hate me at mini golf. No, so like when I say really expensive, it's like a bucket. They give you a bucket. Like it's like a pitcher. It's like sixteen bucks on game day. They have it like. They jacked it's, the it, price it's, up. it's like the number one place people go to watch. But that would have been my okay. suggestion, too, because I know that it is locally owned and stuff, and I, I know a lot of people who do work there. But I have a love-hate relationship with that place because I'm 99% sure that last year on Halloween weekend, I got drugged when I was there. So oh. we'll leave it at that. So okay. just be careful right. if you go to Casa. Hey, Sounds no, like this is time. important for girls who are watching. Be careful if you go to Casa because I was with my whole group and didn't leave my drink, so it would have had to have happened wow. before I got to my table. So that's all wow. I have to say. Hard-hitting news. Don't Tav- make it just straight hate for Tavrea me. Tavrea Castle. Is a real thing. It is not a botanical garden. There is a garden. Oh, wait. What's the difference between a garden See, and botanical garden? Wrong. I don't know. Maybe like, butterflies. Like, I think botanical is like a around. desert garden. No, uh, I, I'm dumb. Don't listen to me. Okay, uh, that's just something call. I made up. It's right named now. in yeah. honor of the builder Alessio <laughs> Carraro and its second owners EA and Della Tovrea. An interpretive trail exhibiting the garden's circle around it and many desert species, as well as a greenhouse plant for the park. Um, Sounds a lot like but a botanical it's a cas- garden. But it's a literal castle. It is not just a garden. No, it's a castle that's built in honor of a we'll, we'll, we'll get into this later because we don't have enough time. Botanical just means relating to plants. <laughs> okay, we're gonna- so what you're saying it's a garden garden? <laughs> so like, my favorite yeah. thing- Anything with any garden is going to have plants unless I'm imagining it. I mean, yeah. Okay, my favorite thing about ASU is the botanical garden. Gardens. Mm, yes. No. Okay. Um. It's it's the community around it the because because on the entertainment district on Mill Avenue there was recently a um a retirement community. Oh my God! This is like the third time he's mentioning this today. <laughs> That's all we have time for, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Whatever. Finish your story. I told I, I was coming up with this segment before the show, and I told her this story because I wanted to tell it on the show. Anyway, <laughs> can't let her under your skin. Yeah. It, well, clearly it's work. Um, so so they built a retirement community ac- across the space from one of my favorite bars and it's for too, old okay. people clearly because it's a retirement community and 
again, it's on the entertainment district on Mill. And so they got mad about the sound coming out of one of the places, and they tried to get one of the places shut down. And oh, luckily, yeah, Shady Park. the community went to got together and signed all of these like uh, whatever. What do they call? What would you call them? Um, papers. <laughs> 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 they signed these papers essentially to say this isn't happening, and the community came together and made sure the place wasn't getting shut There's down. There's a lot of Tempe drama going on over yeah. there. Dude, Tempe has a ton of drama, and I'm super excited. <laughs> to kind of just talk about it and break it all down because like i feel like it could it's so much stupid stuff it could just be yeah, avoided it's very true so, and so it's like so frustrating from the outside looking in because it's like watching people like it's like watching someone just repeatedly like trying to walk out a door carrying something that's like too wide and instead of like turning it they just keep walking and bumping into it <laughs> wow this is great we really yeah, like think about that opened point. up a pandora's box over here. Oh, yeah. what else is the favorite about things tempe? their favorite things about tempe are all things that they also kind of hate yeah <laughs> oh not- yeah yeah that's very true yeah. <laughs> uh all yeah. right <laughs> Ooh, chuck box that's we- one of my favorite things about tempe make sure you guys go there if you haven't so i was box. actually gonna go because um uh, uh, the homies at Crafty Devils were like, you should probably come oh, fed because we sure. don't know if we're going to have a ton of food. So, yeah, Chuck we'll, Box before Chuck the game. Chuck Box, yeah. but they're cash only, so make sure you, you bring cash. You're but buy, you're best buying, burgers. Right? I got you. Oh, Chuck, like, oh, yeah, yeah, brown yeah. Chuck. Yeah, they grind it fresh. It's so good. They keep it refrigerated. They shake the patties there, and then they, they cook it on this big, like, open really fire grill mm-hmm. inside, and you can watch it. Like, oh, it's so I don't know. So I need freshly good. ground, though. Then they scream at you to give Kinda, your order. I just don't want to think about that part. Just give me the burger. Don't make me think like, oh, they, like we we just turned this cow into a burger. Well, they didn't grind it. Hey, like did you know that? Hey, that almost reminds I, me of my but one I don't even fact. want to wonder that. Okay, so like two Fridays ago, we had someone on our show, and one of my my questions was like, what did ASU used to be before it was given to the school to be a university? And it actually used to be a like farm where yeah, but it was a slaughterhouse, so it was like. Did you know that? I was like, it was a, <laughs> what did I call it? I was like, it was, um, it was like, it was a farm. I said something about that and how Cow the cows lived there. And then wow. I was like, um, but then they also slaughtered cows there. <laughs> this uh, sounds this, great. It sounds uh, really haunted. T- Tempe, Anyways, it's gotta um, be haunted. Well, we should have just called it Cowtown. We're back. Oh, we should be well, the Tempe cow cows. <laughs> we should have been the Tempe cows. This is Tempe almost like South Park. Dead cows. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. Uh, Cow spirits. I know it's gotta be. Hungry. I just have to say, based on this conversation, I think I'm gonna continue to stick with Boulder over Tempe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, Tempe is a weird place. I don't blame you. But uh, I don't. I I like it here. It's not. It's not too bad. All right, we're back here tomorrow, same time, three thirty. We're gonna have a lot more fun. Um, somehow, somehow. We, yeah, this was a lot of fun. So it's gonna be hard to top. We're gonna be playing games. I think we'll be playing some flip cup if if if, uh, if possible. Um, See if you guys can live up to that party school reputation. Oh, yeah. we lost that. Don't you know we're the school of innovation now? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. What have so, you innovated? Uh, we innovated the school of innovation title seven oh, years ago, and that's how we have it there's for seven years running. Relationships, <laughs> friendships. Hey, I can innovate a friendship at a whole new level after this. One time I went to a party at ASU, Except and with two me, girls were doing me. Edward Captain oh. hands. I thought that was pretty. Innovative. That is innovative. Like a whole fifth. Yeah. Wait, okay. but both hands? Edward, yeah, that's no, plural. Each each had one hand on a bottle of Captain. Oh, so you're so like instead friends. of both hands, they each. Oh, shared. Edward Captain oh. Hand singular. Yes, Edward Captain Hand. Then you have things to do with your dude. You do that'd be so hand. annoying. Anyways, we can. That's end why I have to drink it. All right, guys, back here at three thirty tomorrow. <laughs> um, this has been the PHNX uh, DNVR campus crossover, the fabled, as I might add. Yes. Um, so yeah, we'll be back tomorrow at three thirty. Come join us, and thanks for joining. Peace. You're out. Dude, you offended that Notre Dame fan. He literally just spammed shit.